Well, it is 437. Here on the hard line. But henceforward, at this very time, we would like to welcome in our dear student of heroes, the host of the rant. Station Cancer. The Station Cancer. I don't need that word. Devil's own. Gordon. So bad. Hi, Gordon. Girl. What's happening, gentlemen? Hello, Gordon. Hey, Bob, how are you? So for those who don't know, The Rant was a show that ran from the mid to late 90s all the way through about 2007? 2005, 2006, somewhere around. Okay, my, my first kid was born in 05 and in the fall, and that spring is when I kind of got out. I was having too much baby stuff, yeah. you know, if you will. There he is. There's how you raised him. Shut the F up. There you go. That was when you dropped him off at kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah, you're wrong. I think it was first grade. Second year of kindergarten. (laughs) The repeat year. Uh, And so we were looking to have some sort of rant revival reunion reformation, and this is it. Dave, myself, Gordon, and if you saw the picture that was posted, weird used car salesman Bob. (laughs) <laughs> which was awesome so uh it was a weekend show that garnered a lot of attention for reasons we don't really know is that a good way to put it yeah how do you remember the rant and why did you even start it gordon i started it because um the ticket just wouldn't let me do my brand of radio during the week <laughs> and so no, I started just because, uh, I don't know, I wanted to have fun and do crazy stuff. And Well, at the time, weren't they kind of, Gordon, making us do weekend? If, if you weren't a, a host host, you know, one of the six or seven main dudes, didn't they tell us at first, you guys kind of need to do something on the weekend? Uh, they may have told you that, Corby. Okay, um, I do remember that. Like, hey, man, I mean, that, that's kind of what started me doing the golf show which morphed into rant jr i don't know if you, you having to stay around this. and doing the rant yeah yeah the way that i remember it starting was that it uh i wanted to do like a weekend show and i think i started doing rant uh, a little bit later in the day like at noon or something it kept getting oh maybe it started really early and then got moved later is this on yeah. uh, originally it started at seven and then maybe moved to nine and then eventually to ten yeah right And it basically got a cult following just because it was a bunch of drunk people that woke up on Saturday morning and were rolling out of bed and uh, or laying in bed and listening to the thing. And it was crazy free-form radio. It was kind of the R&D department for Ticket Shtick. Uh, Layouts were developed on the rant. That that bit of technology was developed on the rant. Pop-up characters were developed on the rant. Pop-up characters, absolutely. And um, it was... It was awesome because it was free form and it was a lot of improv and a lot of callback jokes. And usually it would, when I think back on it, I remember it kind of structured like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type episode because there'd be like about three different stories or lines that would get developed throughout the show and they'd weave in and out of each other and kind of cross yeah. back over one another. No doubt, no doubt. And I, I remember probably because this was a stage of life that I was in and I enjoyed it very much at the time. I remember the post-rant lunch, brunch, breakfast, 
booze yeah, afterwards. We, we would go to Texadelphia and eat cheesesteaks and drink beer and talk about the show. We'd <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> be hammered by like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I love this show. This was Did you listen, favorite. Bob? All the time, and I was at first confused, and then I just couldn't believe that this was on the radio, and I couldn't believe it was at the radio station I had found myself to, and uh, it just... It's impossible to describe, but it's the wonderful—the the most wonderful. Somebody gets in their car and wants to turn on this Dallas sports station to see what all the buzz is about, and they get this, whatever this was. <laughs> well, I got to credit Bob because you reached out this weekend. and You're like, dude, why don't we just do this, this rant revival reunion? I mean, like it makes all the sense in the world, and if Gordon's willing to do it. Davey's here now, full-time. We got right. the rant back. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, so, if, if how would we not use it? If Gordon's appearing on every other show on the ticket, why don't we leverage his willingness to jump on the air at any time to revive the rant? We have legacy here. Much legacy. Yes, but I'm, yeah, so I'm this not is about be a looking Thursday backward. St- Let's look yeah, forward. No, no, th- yeah, yeah, this is, th- is going to be a Thursday staple, and so... As the rant was, it will be a work in progress. It will be ever-evolving, and so we're not sure what form the rant revival will take, but I do have some ranty stories if you'd like to jump right into something. One hundo. Let's rant. Are, are you more interested in a horny home inspector or breastfeeding? <laughs> Can I combine the two? I, I mean... I would say breastfeeding. Okay, let's start with that. We'll see. This is probably all we're going to have. Wait, wait, hold on. Bob didn't vote. Well, I I feel like I need to let the rant be the rant here. I I, I need to take more of a uh, spectator approach like uh, Glenn on the Tom Green Show. I'm going to go back and look through the window, and if you guys need me, I'm here. We need you to say breastfeeding is okay. I would be delighted to hear about breastfeeding, Dave. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Mark. Thank you for that. Yay! <laughs> All right, so this comes to us from England. Mm-hmm. And music, music. And there is a, uh, a young woman, a young mother, and she posted a video to her TikTok. Her TikTok handle is Brooke So Basic. You know what's Brooke weird? Brooke with an E. Like thinking about what we did for a decade or whatever. It was all before social media. Every single bit of it was before social media, and that's weird. It is weird. You seldom went to TikTok for content. Right. And So, so Brooke, this young woman on, uh, on TikTok, is she, is she you're saying she's breastfeeding? Yes. She's not breastfeeding on TikTok. She tells the story on TikTok. Okay. Okay, so she has a newborn son. And she is breastfeeding her son, and she was a little concerned because she said that before she was trying to get her newborn son to latch, she noticed that her nipple had begun begun to turn black at at the tip. Is that rot? It means that there's, there's poor blood flow. There's no blood getting to the nipple. I've never heard of this before. It's, it's dead tissue at the tip of the nipple. That doesn't sound very good. So is it some form of gangrene type stuff? I don't know. Which part which part the the areola was black and the No no no, the the tip of the nipple. Okay, and the rest was white. Well, the rest was 
pink or whatever or, or color like inflamed her inflamed red natural to her. Yeah. So she is breastfeeding her son, and then she's confused when he stops feeding and starts to choke. Oh God. Oh, no. And she looks down and she finds that her nipple had broken off into her son's mouth and he was choking on it. God. Oh, my gosh. And so she took the nipple out of her son's mouth and popped it into hers and reattached it with a band aid. That will work. Yeah, that, that'll fix well, it. Turns out she talked to a nurse on the phone, and the nurse said, yes, keep the Band-Aid on if there is enough blood flow left in the detached part of the nipple, it will reattach. What? Just by uh, Dave, taping it on, you, basically? Dave, did you Band-Aid back on your hemorrhoids when they fell off? Or? <laughs> Yeah, I asked if I could keep the cluster, and then I to reestablish blood forearm. flow. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> yes, and so she said, "That's what I did. I I kept the bandaid on, and some of the I guess capillaries reconnected, regrew." And she said, "My nipple's not perfect today, but it's still there." <laughs> did she show it? I haven't. I haven't seen pictures. I don't think she posted pictures of her nipples okay. on TikTok. Let me Google detached nipple. <laughs> she said that was the last day she ever breastfed her child. Well, no, why yeah, is so, so traumatized? Why does the child have to go without? I mean, yeah, she has another nipple. Right. You have two. That's, uh, that's why God made two in case one falls off. If, in fact, though, your any appendage became black, rotted, Right? That's what this is. Yes. It's rotting off. Why would you let it get to that point, though, to where, and I'm telling you, you can tell if something's about to fall off your body. Well, maybe he just chomped on it with his gums and bit it off. No. If something is that rotted, I can't imagine letting it get to that level, especially with a kid. I bet you the kid's tugging at it pretty hard there. Well, that's true. Oh, there is a, Bob. <laughs> there is a suction. I mean, Bob knows how hard he goes after it. Yeah, right. So just think about a hungry baby. Just... Bob, have you ever detached a nipple? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you certainly don't want to do them any harm, you know? You... No, you want to keep it biosymmetric. What, Bob, what is your feeling <laughs> on nip play? How sensitive are your own nipples? I would be delighted to hear about breastfeeding. Oh, look oh, at that. Oh, we already got that turned around. Look at that. Well, how old was she, by the way? Uh, don't know. It was that the same concept, by the way, when with Lorena Bobbitt and John Bobbitt when yeah. they found that, like you yeah, could they just, found it in the field. You and could just put it back on. It's like and it's they put it on her nipple. No, no, no. his his <laughs> wiener. They found it in a field, and it was you got a bandaid. It on. was freshly <laughs> severed enough. But to like, where they were able to reattach it. So, like Michael Jackson's nose, and th why didn't that work? Why do they have to have a putty nose for him? I would think when something rots off like that, you know, there is no capillary action, there is no blood flow, there is no any way for it to reattach, much less by doing it by putting tape on it and just being like, "Here, here it is. I did it. It worked." Do nipples on, contain blood? blood? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that she poor would call kid. a real doctor. 
What's she going to tell that kid? Did she what? Is she going to tell that kid that he did this to her when he was yeah. little? Yeah, when he's old enough, she's going to show her misshapen nipple. All right, so or is he I just still chew it like a cud? I never did this because there was no reason to do it. But if in fact you were like, you know what? I wonder if I googled mom, what would pop up? It's like what um, I can't remember the name of the famous porn star who was who had a baby and was like, I'm just petrified when he gets of age. When he finds out, when a friend at school tells him, and he, and he googles me, and I'm like, I think that was so, Nikki Knockers, mm, Peter North. So, it was a girl. It no. wasn't a, a boy. Uh, but yeah, like when he grows up, is he going to just randomly put this in and then be like, "Oh my God, I bit my mom's nipple off." Mark, mark <laughs> that. I mean, it's a fun story to tell at Thanksgiving. And then they just sit there. Bite the nipples. And they giggle at it. All right. So that is a Rant Jr. story. But, hey, fear not, Rant fans, because Gordon is going to stick around for E! News because E! News on Thursdays is part of the rant. And that's next. (laughs) It is 456 here on the hard line. From Hattie B's in Deep Ellum is where we are today. We're only on till 6 o'clock, though, because of Stars Hockey, Daryl Moose Johnston at 5.35 before Wyatt Moose Johnston plays in Toronto. But right now, we stop down for... Brought to you by... All Pro Foundation Repair. Thank you, Jay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is Dave and Gordon. And Where's Gordon? Did you say live from Hattie B's and Deep Elm? I did. Good. Want me to say it again? I heard him. Good. Uh, Gordon. Hi, Gordon. Did you hear uh, that there's been a verdict in the Kevin Spacey trial? Gordon. No, I guess I wasn't fully aware there was a trial going on. Is this a civil or a criminal trial? This is a civil trial, so this has been going on for the past week in New York, and this is the accusation from actor Anthony Rapp. So, in 1986, they were both young actors on Broadway, and Rapp well, was Well, Rapp was like 14, yeah. Yeah, Rapp Spacey was 14, was Spacey was 26. Okay. Yeah, and so the claim from Rapp is that he had uh, that Spacey had him over to his apartment and picked him up and laid on top of him in his bed and tried to seduce him and that rap wriggled out and fled the apartment and that Spacey was drunk and cutting him off at the door and like are you sure you want to leave well Spacey says it's all made up that it never happened and the jury agreed how's your ass lasted just over an hour and the verdict was that uh they did not believe rap's claims and the 40 million dollars in damages that he was seeking will not be paid so here's what's i don't i mean the only thing that they had that the prosecution had it's he said she said it's not like there was any evidence right this was basically anthony rap saying look we all know that he's a creep. This is what happened when I was a kid. I need to get this out there. Just like a lot of these stories unfold, somebody gets accused of something, other people come forward. 
he was 14 years old and there just wasn't enough evidence? Yeah, and basically Kevin Spacey's attorneys were saying that Rap was not only seeking financial gain, but also seeking notoriety and was just jealous that Kevin Spacey had a more successful career than he did. Well, I mean, well, but Rap, he, he, he had a successful career on, what, Star Trek? One of the Star Treks, didn't he? Yes, and yeah, he, he has done some work, but definitely not as successful as Spacey. And remember, Dazed and Confused, Gordon, he was the redheaded kid that was kind of part of the nerd group that, you know, was real hesitant about going to the party. He ended up dating... Or falling in love with the little ninth grade girl, and he had a really sweet role in that in that movie. He was actually really good in that movie, but I don't remember mm-hmm. seeing him much anything else. Howard Stern has commented on Kanye West. No, Dave, Gordon, I'm in a, a fist fight with Dave to just eliminate Kanye West from all stories. Yeah, because you? you're going to be able to talk about Kanye West over and over yes. again because he's always going to okay. say something. Okay, unless unless he uh, kills someone or commits suicide, we won't talk about him anymore after this. I um, heard it's not commit suicide, by the way. What is it? I forget, enjoy? but it's not commit anymore. It's like have a suicide. It's not enjoy suicide either. It's it's like you Produce unlived. To... No, it's something well, else. To make yourself experienced, unlived. experienced suicide. Okay. Okay. And and did you see Kanye on Piers Morgan or any of the clips from that? Yeah, he's insane. Like, he's genuinely lost his mind. And that's well, the, part of the reason why, at least, I want to avoid it. Because th- this is a human being that is really struggling with his mental acuity. Yes. There's something wrong. And, but the thing I noticed most about it was that he his voice seems different than I remembered him. Talking. Yeah, it's it's all weird. It's all really, really weird. And it's it, at this point, yeah, it's like disgusting, the racist part of it. But it's also it's it's sad, you know. Like it's really weird. Have well, you ever, have he, you ever seen the documentary on him, Gordon, on Netflix called? Genius? No, did he produce it? Is that the Last Dance? Uh, no, I <laughs> no, I I don't know that he. Well, he ate the pizza. It's it's footage produced or. Uh, pu- all recorded by a friend of his for many, many years, and then Kanye cut him off, and uh, this guy made, I swear, a five-hour documentary. And it's really interesting, but the whole final chapter is about Kanye's uh, drift into potential insanity uh, coinciding with his Kardashian relationship, but but beyond that, of course, and, and there's just... It's it's it certainly will fill in a lot of gaps on how Kanye went from brilliant records to where we are today. He's uh, losing his mind. Yes. Well, in addition to the Piers Morgan interview, he also appeared with Chris Cuomo wherever Chris Cuomo is now, and he cited in that interview that he's being targeted by quote the Jewish underground media mafia. And so Howard Stern, who's Jewish, said that he's really tired of people excusing Kanye's behavior by saying, well, he's just mentally ill. And so... Corby. No, well, my point is the more you (laughs) you give him, right, the more you talk about it, the more empowered he is. Right. You know? Just let him be. this This is what Howard Stern had to say. He said, guess what, douchebag? When they write about me, they call me the shock jock. You don't have control over what they say. You're a rapper. That's what you are. 
That's how you became famous. If a newspaper article doesn't point out the fact that you're some sort of designer or genius, maybe that's not because they're Jewish, but because they just don't put that much thought into who the F you are. Ooh. Yes. And he said he, he summed it up by saying it's depressing because Kanye used to be fun crazy. Now he's like Hitler crazy. Exactly oh, no. my Ooh. point. Now Whoa. we're a point. <laughs> he's, he's a shock really jock. <laughs> we're a point of it being sad. It is sad. Okay, uh, speaking of sad, Matthew Perry, he has a memoir coming out on November 1st called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. And in this memoir, he recounts how he almost died in 2018. Were you aware of this? No, so I read this story, and this was not publicized at all, and I can't believe a guy of this stature was able to keep this out of uh, the, you know, public consciousness because well, i have i haven't seen it but i'm guessing that uh he had i bet you he has like a colostomy bag and his intestines shut down is that the story yes yeah okay so he says at his lowest point <laughs> are you saying that you did read this and you're pretending not to read it he was no he was, i did yes. not read it but i just remember seeing pictures of him from several years ago and the way he looked, it looked like he was like he secreting a philosophy bag. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so he says at his lowest point, he was taking 55 Vicodins a day and weighed 128 pounds. And so the only thing that saved him, ultimately, was when he was 49 in 2018, that his colon burst Strolling due to the, colon. the impaction that the Vicodin had caused because... The Vicodin, I guess, dries you out, and it, it makes it really difficult for you. It makes you uh, constipated, right? Yeah, I mean, I thought opioids—they just they stop the motility of the bowels. That that's correct, okay. and, and that's why a lot of people, you know, with their prescribed Vicodin for whatever reason after a surgery. I, you know, when I had my knee surgery, they gave that to me, and I had one day of it. I'm like, my stomach hurts so bad from that. Not necessarily what had gone on or the anesthetics or anything like that. Like, it hurt from the Vicodin, and it was one day, and I was Hi, done. Anna. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he says that he spent two months in a coma, like unconscious in a coma, five months in the hospital after that, and had to use a colostomy bag for nine months. And then what? at one point, doctors told his family that he had a 2% chance of surviving. Jeez. Dude. At 49, and this had been going on, like if you remember when, when Friends ended and Jennifer Aniston at one time was interviewed about the cast and, and she started getting choked up about him, about Matthew Perry. Thinking and, about his doo-doo? No, thinking about how screwed up he was on, on pills and whatever, Vicodin and things like that, but it was mainly pills. She started crying. That was in like 2000. And so this had been going on for 20 years. So yeah, I thought that, that he... So he said he got down to 128. I thought he got heavy, and that he was did. because of the Vicodin. I think it fluctuated. I was going to ask, Gordon, how uh, one appears to make you think they're using a colostomy bag. Like, <laughs> like well, I saw just some, over their shoulder? You saw a picture I, of him. Yeah, some paparazzi shots of him, and he was walking. He was heavy set, and he was walking in a T-shirt, and it looked like he had a... A bag in that area where they put colostomy bags. Show me your if colostomy bag. If your colon explodes, and I'm asking this genuinely, 
if your colon explodes, is it easy to just suture it up and go on it with your business six more the weeks normal of winter. way? Um, can you just you don't need a bag after that permanently? Can well, you just be like, here, sew it up and you're good? The or, I don't get think a it exploded. Colon. Put it a just, Band-Aid it, over it. It yeah, perfectly yeah, put a Band-Aid put on, a Band-Aid on it. it. And then you'll grow a nipple on your colon. Right. What? Would really and, confuse everybody, I bet. <laughs> I think that it just perforated, you know, and so the contents leaked out. I don't think it exploded the way Dave put it. If it exploded, you would die, probably. I would assume. It said, well, it said his colon burst in the story. I didn't say it exploded. Well, burst is... <laughs> it's, it's not like he sprayed the wall. Like a pinata and candy it's... fell out everywhere. His, he would spray his own walls, though. Right. Right? It wouldn't... Yeah, and then you have, like, a like sepsis or some kind of infection. Die. Man, that guy, I will make a... Uh, he's 53? Yeah, he's 53 now. Does he see 60 after the way he treated his body for basically 30 years? Well, I, I don't know a... that he's completely mended already, because when... Remember the Friends reunion that yeah, I think little... it was James Corden hosted? Uh, Matthew Perry was out of it during that yes. interview. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's still doing it. I don't know, but that guy's had issues forever. Do you think they make designer colostomy bags for the stars? Sure. For the rich? Yeah. Like a Fendi bag? <laughs> yes. That that not only take it out of their body, but then put it into a lesser human's body. And can you like put a like a smallish dog in there, too, to carry yeah. it around to make it look like it's a purse? Yeah. It's just my... My dog purse. It's not a colostomy bag. Your dog's like every time, like, oh, God, not in there again. (laughs) Gordon, have you uh, enjoyed a a colonoscopy yet? Enjoyed it? Have you had one? Have you accomplished one? Uh, Have you experienced I've gotten many of them. By a professional. Many times. Yeah, I get one weekly. No, I got, uh, I think I've had two of those. Two Two. of those. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you have any polyps? No. You were I clean up there? so healthy. Yeah. yeah, he was clean. Clean as a whistle? He let me look. Yeah. He was totally clean. Did you know the other thing? Did she save the video? Corby's one of the most stalling. attractive ones he's ever seen. Corby's refused to get one. I'm getting one in December. Bottom. Right after Lajitas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one final. Yes. That's it. Gonna, By the way. Are you going to start the cleanse in Lajitas? The other quote from Matthew Perry in that article was that, because I, I guess it's all part of his of his new book, um, is that he now, I guess he had dated women who had fleeced him money-wise, and he says he will no longer date anyone that doesn't have a significant amount of money themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, that's my new rule, too. Which is, we used to be against that. We used to think that we didn't want rich people to say that they would only date other rich people. We like them being, you know, more open to the common person. And then now we've switched and the idea is if they're a common person, then there's a power imbalance and that yeah. they shouldn't well, do Well, it's like that, Bob so. always says, you got to stay with your own kind. Well, what about... That's what Bob always says. Yes, that's what Bob has always said. What about the recent... Except Hispanic girls. The recent divorce of um, Girl. of Jeff Bezos's ex. Yes. When she married the teacher. She's worth $50 billion. She, and she married a, someone that's worth $35,000. I they got, got yeah, sexual assault. Him. What's that? I considered sexual assault. He could not consent to that relationship. 
she had she was the richest woman in America or second to one of the Walton women. Yeah, to Alice. And he was a school teacher. So, yeah, that's never going to work. Now, well, okay. No. Why? Why is it he not going to not work? consent to that relationship it's just not she has way too much power she has yeah. billions corby not just a couple billions she could have him like killed a hundred billion dollars did she do you think that she gave him anything in the settlement did he walk out of there with five million dollars oh i think he walked out of the, hopefully he walked out of there with billions there's no way you were someone for two years and you yes. can cut into the B part. Well, I mean, if, if you're, I would say for sure, if that were me, I would say I'm out of here. I'll take $10 million and I am fat and happy. I don't need anything else, right? Yeah, but what about what he's legally entitled map. to? And the Bally yeah, Zap. Yeah. I want to pay for my Bally's and I'm good. Into perpetuity. <laughs> All right, Gordon, we got to run, but thank you so much for episode one Yay. of Rant Revival. Thank you, guys. I love you. We'll ya. see you next Thursday. Bye, Gordon. Love you. Go, Matthew Perry's colostomy dog bag. All right. Let us talk. Uh, let's talk.